if you're a guest of this country, you have to abide by a few rules. Rule number one is, you know, they say you got to go when your visa expires, but you know, America's nice, spacious skies, amber waves, truck stops. There's so much to see. And even though our friend Pascal was one full year past his visa, he decided to drive cross country with his girlfriend from Lake Tahoe to Florida. We packed all our stuff uh, in California. I had a VW bus. A real road trip. It was really fun, really fun, really exciting start. <laughs> and he decided to take the tin. Which is bordering the Mexican border. Bad idea. On day number three, there was a stop on the highway in this beautiful El Paso, Texas. The cops are stopping every car, and an officer approaches Pascal. And I thought he, he was going to ask me if I had any plans or something. But no, he said, uh, are you an American citizen? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm French. I'm traveling. But that's no normal cop. And then I see his um, immigration officer thing on his jacket, on his shoulder there. Then I started checking, and then he asked me uh, to see my passport. I said, no, he's back in Tahoe. How long have you been here? Well, just a couple, you know, couple weeks. Well, that's a lie. I'm here traveling uh, with my girlfriend. and The officer is not buying it. Okay, pull over. They handcuffed me in this uh, little uh, cabana that they had on the highway there. They had Sheila come in later, ask her, how long has he been here? And she's, she can't lie. She said, about, about a year. She didn't realize what was going on to me. She didn't know. They looked at me. I looked at them and I said, that's it. We're going to book you into the immigration jail. Jail, it was terrible. It was depressing. There's one guy on one, on one side getting his head shaved and the other guy getting the Virgin Mary tattooed in his back and he's trying to take a crap. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's quite disturbing. <laughs> and then you see peace and blood and hair and ink. A bad hygiene, <laughs> very bad hygiene. I felt afraid. Ninety percent of the people are Mexicans, you know. But there were some few white people, dumb asses like me. <laughs> there was a guy from Germany. He got caught on the Greyhound bus overstaying his visa. There's a guy from New Zealand got caught because he was being polite. Are you American citizen? Yep. Okay, go ahead. Thanks. And the way he said thanks, they said, "Hey, excuse me." There was a guy from Iran there. He, he looks really scary, really scary. And he's been there for over two years. My nickname was France too, because there was a guy named France already. Um, he was in that jail for three months and he was a junkie. So he was jonesing big time. He could barely remember his French. I remember taking a shower once with France. <laughs> and France had that. He was purple, his body was purple, man. He had not one vein. He had shoot everywhere. He had shoot everywhere. Meanwhile, Sheila, Pascal's American girlfriend, is on the outside, and she doesn't know what the hell to do. Sheila is, um, she's freaking out. Basically, she's uh, she finally found that cheapest of the motels possible in El Paso, Texas, and uh, uh, trying to find a, a job, you know, to get me out of there because I guess my bail bond is seven thousand dollar, 
and we have huge savings of about 250 bucks. So Sheila stays in El Paso and tries to get a job. One day she got an interview uh, to be a cocktail waitress. The day of the interview, she's at the one of the 7-Eleven looking at a map. She's lost. She doesn't know where the heck she is. And she's losing it by then. She's having a nervous breakdown, basically. Bereft of hope, Sheila loiters in the 7-Eleven. And then, a mystery man arrives. You know, a nice, well-dressed uh, Mexican man focused on that poor lady, bent over, looking at a map, crying out of her brain. And he's dressed in a suit, and he's very well, well dressed. He's got nice boots, cowboy boots, with a white hat. <laughs> a man in a white hat. He seems very nice, he's very polite. In very well manners, that man asked um, Sheila if uh, she needed help. Um, you, you look like you, you're not doing too well. Do you have anybody in the immigration jail? You know, that's the case in El Paso a lot. My car just broke down. I need a ride to downtown El Paso. If you help me, I can help you. Sheila hesitated at first. But Sheila decides to trust the guy in the white hat. They drove off together. She didn't even buy that map. She never went to a job interview either. They show up uh, in El Paso in one of the office there, and they go in front of all the line waiting. Made her feel important. <laughs> all of a sudden, after being so down, he knocks at the door, opens the door, sits her in front of his sister, and said to his sister, this is my friend Sheila, she needs help and really nicely shook her hand and said, good luck to you, Sheila, and, uh, and thank you again for the ride. Then the guy disappears. And that was it, that was it with that man. And that sister, she works for the Catholic Diocese. It's a thing of free lawyers uh, that uh, take care of bad people like me, like really bad people like me. <laughs> uh, day five, uh, she gives me a visit, it's visiting day. I've got a, a visit, yeah, awesome. She says she, she found someone that can help me. They got my bond down to a thousand dollars that we got overnight from my friend Nicolas. So it took about five days. So I was, you know, in for about 10 days and 10 nights, you know. <laughs> and voila, <laughs> I was out. I remember waving at my friends over there and waving goodbye and feeling bad for them. These guys are waiting uh, to be deported, basically. They were hating this country, they were hating this system. They didn't have nobody outside to help them out, you know. I was um, blessed to have Sheila to get me out of that hole, really, really, really. I don't know how that man flew in just at that time, at that same moment that she was in there. The, the magic man arrived and parked his horse in the front of the 7-Eleven. The hero disappeared into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> that man, I wish I would shake his hand today. I would buy him some wine or something.
You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.